You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Well, hey, thank you, Carol, and hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 98, the myth of it never hurts to ask. In recent episodes, we've been talking about the ask component in our aura principle of deepening our relationships. O for observe, R for remember, and A for ask. Last week's episode, for example, was about that part of relational intelligence that knows how to respond when others tell you no. It suggested several gentle ways we can get what we want when we're told no by those who have power over us. I'll have links to those recent episodes at the end of the show notes. But today, in the context of the ask component of the aura principle of deepening relationships, I want to dispel the relational myth I used to be a strong proponent for, but no longer believe. Keep listening, because I bet many of you still believe the same myth I once believed, a myth that can harm your relationships. The myth that I'm referring to is the concept that it never hurts to ask. The fact is, it sometimes does hurt to ask. Here's why it never hurts to ask is truly a myth. In some cultures, asking personal questions is completely inappropriate. It's considered to be an invasion of privacy. Asking personal questions in these kinds of societies will end up distancing you from people. That's one reason why it never hurts to ask is a myth because sometimes it does hurt. Another thing is that some people are reluctant to answer questions because they're concerned they'll be judged by the question asker. As an example, the question, are you getting the COVID vaccine, is kind of a loaded question here in March of 2021, because there are differing opinions about this particular issue. Oftentimes, being asked a question raises suspicions that the question asker will use whatever answer you give against you. There's a fear that negative judgments will be made based on whatever answer you give to whatever question you're asked. And then for a variety of reasons, some people just don't want to get too close to others, and answering a question will get us closer to others. And some people just don't want that. These kinds of people are very private. And it could also be because it's their personality or sometimes even how they were raised. There are some unintended consequences of practicing the it never hurts to ask way of life. People will form opinions about you by the questions you ask. It can help or hinder a relationship. And some people feel defensive or manipulated, even violated, when they're asked personal questions. 
they sometimes feel they're being steered in a direction they may not want to go. Some people, some question askers, will actually be making a statement in the form of a question. And that can feel like we're being manipulated and backed into a corner. Well, here are some guidelines for knowing when to practice. It never hurts to ask. I have found that the more distant your relationship with someone, the freer you are to live by this principle. It never hurts to ask. The stories that I shared about store clerks in previous episodes are about one-time transactions, where the downside risk of it never hurts to ask is truly minimal. You know, you're never going to see these people again. But, but, the closer you are in a relationship with someone, the more careful you have to be with it never hurts to ask. Another guideline is that we need to ask ourselves how our question or questions may be perceived by others. What's the potential downside? What are the risks? Let me give you a couple of examples of when it did hurt to ask. A long time ago in my recruiting business, I recall placing an IT person. He had just accepted an offer with another company. Now, as a backdrop to this, one of the things that that motivated, I don't know if it's still true, but I I suspect it is, but back in the day when I was uh, in that industry, one of the things that motivates IT people is getting the latest training regarding all the bells and whistles that are coming out in, um, in computer technology. Well, this particular guy that I had uh, placed in another company, he had, he had gone in to resign. And then he asked me, he said, would it be okay to ask my boss, my current boss, would it be okay to ask him if I could still go to that seminar that he had paid for a few months ago for me to attend. I really would like to go there. Do you think it would be okay to ask him? I mean, after all, uh, it never hurts to ask. Carol, what do you what do you think? Do you think that would be a good question to ask uh, an employer that uh, you had just resigned from? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Carol's right. Yeah, that would hurt to ask. The way it would hurt is that there very well may be another time when he moves on to still another job and he's going to need a reference. And it's normal to get a reference from your prior boss. But imagine the boss's perspective on this candidate, on this guy that used to work for him. Here he resigns from my company. We had paid for him to go to get advanced training to benefit our company. And he has the gall to ask if he can still go and incur the expense from our firm for which we are going to receive absolutely no benefit. His new employer is going, to get benef- is going to get the benefit. Let them pay, not us. Fortunately, he heeded my advice and did not ask that question because I know for a fact that it would have hurt to ask that question. Well, there's another really, really interesting story in the Bible about when it hurt to ask. And it's found in the book of Matthew, chapter 20. The story goes like this. There's a woman, we don't know her name. Uh, She's married to a man by the name of Zebedee. And Zebedee has two sons, two boys, James and John. 
So James and John and their mother go up to Jesus, and they ask him. I think it's coming from the mother. I think the text makes it sound like it's coming from the mother, where she says to Jesus, hey, you know, uh, in the kingdom of, of heaven, when you go there and when we all die, would it be okay if, if uh, one of my sons sat on your right side and the other son on your left side? Would that be okay? Well, that was the question. Well, here's a backdrop. You know, in New Testament times, uh, where you sat in gatherings was really important. And seats in these important gatherings were always assigned. You just never asked for them. And so the request of James and John and their mom really violated cultural norms. Not only that, But their question alienated the other ten disciples. Verse 24 says, they were indignant. Well, if I were one of the other ten, I think I'd feel indignant too. Because the question that these three people raised with Jesus, James and John and their mom, was setting up winners and losers. From the mother's point of view, I want my sons to be the winners, and the other ten, well, I guess they're going to lose out. I don't care about them. I care about my two boys. The other ten would have been placed in a position subservient to James and John. So this is an example of pride rearing its ugly head. And it had unintended consequences, namely alienating some of the closest friends that these two boys had, the other ten disciples. Well, Jesus goes on to use this request as a teachable moment that we see in verses 25 to 28. He tells these three that, uh, that they are to be different than the leaders of the world who lord it over people. He talks about how it's better to serve than to be served. He tells them, basically, you're asking the wrong question. And he concludes with saying, whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must first want to serve, must be the slave of the servant. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's what Jesus said. So what what does all of this uh, mean for you? What action can you take in response to today's program that will move the needle in making your relationships more joy-filled? Well, here are a few ideas. First of all, do some self-examination and ask yourself a few questions before asking one of another person. And the questions could go something like this. What is my purpose? And asking the question I'm thinking of asking. What is my motive? Is it to feed my pride, like it was for James and John and their mother? And then to ask, how will my question be perceived by others? What's my best guess? How will it affect their view of me? Will I alienate people, like the other ten disciples were alienated from James, John, and their mother? What does my question reveal about my character? And then finally, how will I use the answer to my question? 
Another thing to consider is the timing of your question. The timing was terrible for the IT guy I placed to ask his soon-to-be former employer to pay for his training, a training the company would receive no benefit from. The timing was also terrible for the sons of Zebedee and their mother to ask for a position of prominence right after Jesus had told them about his betrayal, his sentence to die, and his beating and crucifixion. Jesus laid all of that out before them, and the very next thing that happens is each one of them wants to vie for a position of prominence. Don't do what they did. And don't be a mama's boy. It seems like James and John were, were like that. Don't be a mama's boy. Finally, rather than asking for something you desire, instead, put yourself in a position where what you want is offered to you. That way, you will know it is from God and it is not a product of your aggressiveness. If you forget everything else, here's the one thing that I I truly hope you remember from today's episode. It's this. Be careful what you ask. Consider the implications of your request in light of the degree of closeness in your relationships. It may hurt to ask when your question puts a wedge between you and other people. Now, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. Just send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org. I may share them in a future episode unless you say otherwise. You can also share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, if you found the podcast helpful, please sign up to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. It will help us to serve more people just like you. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act so that you will find the joy God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. That's all for today. I look forward to seeing you next week. Goodbye for now.